substances. Okay, sea salt. So table salt is a slow poison, really a slow poison, very slow drip feed poison. Um, you have to move to sea salt or Himalayan salt. I go for sea salt. I don't go for Himalayan salt. Himalayan salt is even better. And the reason is it's, um, you know, where the, the Earth's tectonic plates met, it pushed the mountains uh, down and, no, sorry, pushed the mountains up. And, up. and that's why you've got the Himalayans, the sea salt, those pinky salt, and it's pure from billions of years ago. It's the purest salt you can get, but we mustn't dig up the mountains. So I go for sea salt. To overcome, you must educate. Educate not only yourself, but educate anyone seeking to learn. We are all dead America. We can all learn something. To learn, we must challenge what we already understand. The way we do that is through conversation. Sometimes, we have conversations with others. However, some of the best conversations happen with ourselves. Reach out and challenge yourself. Let's dive in and learn something right now. Today we have a returning guest with us, Carl DeLue. He is the multiple author of many books, but today we're going to discuss the Health Spring Code. Carl, could you please introduce yourself and let people know just a little more about you, please? Hi, Ed. Uh, thank you for having me back. I always enjoy our chat. Um, I'm originally from Pretoria, South Africa, the heart of apartheid, moved to London, UK, age 25, spent about 21 years there. But I'm now in Dublin, Ireland. My uh, kids are here, and um, yes, so that's that's a bit about myself. All right. Well, Carl, let's begin by what made you write this book, and how long did it take to come up with all of the information in this book? Okay, so. What happened to me is I lost everything in property in the Celtic Tiger years. Um, and then in August 2007, you had the world subprime crisis triggered by the American subprime mortgages. And Ireland, things went crazy. And after subprime, that sort of really hit 2008, the world, the next three years, property prices in Ireland went down between 50 and 80%. I was in a luxury area, Dorky, South Dublin, and it went down by 80%. Um, so I lost everything financially uh, because of that, because I was in the middle of building a property and the banks pulled the plug, long story. In any case, that um, I couldn't invest anymore, but that woke me up. I then started researching. My daughter was taken out of school with dyslexia. We've discussed this before. And I wanted to get her back in the class. So I studied uh, dyslexia. And within dyslexic studies, they take dyslexic kids off lactose and milk and glutens and grains, and they improve through functional tests. Um, and so 
Then after I researched dyslexia, which took me six months, I then, because also nutrients and oxygens feed the brain, I better I decided I better study nutrition. And then for six months, I studied nutrition flat out. And after that, um, it's my book, The Health Spring Code. So, you know, a lot of people, they don't get into health until it's way too late. I'm guilty of that myself. Uh, I did not dive in to try to understand my own health and value of nutrition for a long time. What brought you to uh, what they call a Segan diet? Okay, yeah, that's a good question. So um, if I can discuss a few things to answer that, that came out in my research. So the first one is I bumped into a French guy, I never know how to pronounce it, and Antoine Bichamp, B-E-C-H-A-M-P. Uh, he was late 19th century, and his compatriot was the guy everyone knows, Louis Pasteur. So Louis Pasteur was very well spoken, quite rich. Antoine Bichamp was like the opposite to him from that perspective. And so because we've now got modern medicine, and I'm very happy for modern medicine. If I'm in an accident, I want modern medicine. Thank you very much. But um, Bastille uh, had the germ theory. So you get the germs and then uh, medicine treat the germs. Antoine Bicham had a different theory. He said that everything is in the terrain. So if your body is non-toxic, no disease can take hold. No COVID, no flu, nothing. And on Bastille's, Louis Bastille's deathbed, his son found the notes, what Bastille said. And Bastille said, Antoine Bocamp got it right. It's all in the terrain. So if, it's, if your body is non-toxic, um, you cannot get diseases. Um, then... I, the second thing that happened is I bumped into the longevity nation studies, and in particular, the Hunza cuts in northern Pakistan that lived disease-free until the mid-60s. Uh, in my book, I've got a video of that. You know, a guy in his 90 playing volleyball. Um, they lived uh, up to about 120, some people disputed, completely disease-free. And then seven other longevity nations. The two main ones are the Bami's in China and the Akuniwas in uh, Japan. And the thing that all these longevity Jasons have got in common is that they don't eat meat, dairy, and eggs, basically, mainly not, a little bit of it, but mainly not. And they are organic. So they cut out meat, dairy, egg, and organic. Um, Thirdly, I bumped into the China study. So um, Cornell University in the States and Oxford University in the UK did a, a study where they, the results was, and it was, not, it was 90, because the premier in China got cancer, 
This is in the 70s. And he then conducted the study that I've just mentioned. And the outcome of the study, where they surveyed 96% of the Chinese population, then 880 million, now it's what 1.2, 1.3 billion. The outcome was that what causes cancer? Meat, dairy, and eggs. So I then uh, cut out meat, dairy, and eggs, and 70% of pesticides. It's very difficult to cut out if you eat, you know, and, but it's got much better in the last 10 years, but I'll get back to that. So, and this is about 10 years ago. So what then happened to me, um, I then, within nine months, reversed my asthma. Wapa. So I used to, uh, I ended up in hospital twice. I was in Teddington, which is Twicken and Teddington, which is next to the River Thames in London. And it's got, uh, it's in a basin. And it's got one of the highest asthma suffer rates of the whole of the UK. And I ended up in hospital twice um, uh, and on a nebulizer for my asthma. And I used to walk around with the asthma pump, the Bentham pump. And I don't have that anymore. I don't get flus. I don't get colds. Two years of COVID, I've had no COVID. I do believe people need to be get uh, vaccinated. If you're on a meat, dairy, and egg and pesticide diet, which most people are, I do believe. But if you're on a diet that I'm on, which is, a, to answer where you mentioned, a segan, which is vegan plus fish, and 70% organic, then, but, but you've got to be on it for at least nine months or a year. It's not something you can switch on and off. Then you don't need to be vaccinated. But as I say, for the average person, I, I, well, you know, I think youngsters don't need to get vaccinated. There's very little chance of, uh, unless you've got some health issues. But the normal healthy young person under 25, you know, I don't think we need to get vaccinated, but everyone over 25, because, you know, a vaccinated person, uh, uh, whether you're vaccinated or not, you don't carry. I've seen so many professors that have confirmed you don't carry more or less COVID, whether you're vaccinated or not. So anyone that doesn't vaccinate, it's their own risk. Yes, it, it, um, more people end up in hospitals if you're not vaccinated, especially the sick and the over 25s. But it's their risk. Well, I, I agree with that, Carl. You know, I'm not anti-vax at all. I believe certain vaccinations has helped the population in many ways, such as polio. You know, that's the big one. But myself, I, I refuse to get the vaccination because of the way it was pushed out. You know, most of our vaccines go through a regiment and they are vigorously tested in many ways on animals before they start clinical trials. That was all kind of just skipped over in this panic mode. And I, I really think that takes the safety out of it per se. This is my own personal opinion. I'm not a doctor. I, I don't advocate people uh, not doing what their doctor says because I don't know each particular case. However, 
there's a lot of fishy stuff with vaccinations in general that a lot of people are concerned with. And with this round, I'm, I'm one of those that I really find it odd that they just FDA approved this so quickly, you know, that makes me pause with concern. However, getting back to our understanding of our body and our health, pH is a big factor and you cover this in your book. Uh, knowing what your pH range is, it's simple as getting one of these little uh, do-it-yourself strip and it really tells you where your body is on that alkali acidic range. Uh, you know, our stomach, a lot of people have this image that because our stomach produces stomach acids, that our body is automatic full of acid. But as you pointed out, acid is actually pretty bad for our body. Our tissue uh, breaks down. You cover a uh, few of these scales. The one that I found very fascinating was the, what is it? P-R-A-L levels in your body or yes. in the foods. Could you go over that and what that really entails? I found a, a PDF with the values. It starts at zero and it goes alkali and acidic. I, I really was unaware of this and I find this information very valuable. Yeah, well, you, it's a perfect segue because this is exactly where what I wanted to discuss next. So pH. Um, pH is like the conductor. It's the seventh thing that uh, nutritionists don't, normal practitioners, uh, nutritionists don't talk about, except pH or alkaline nutritionists. They talk about pH. So it's the seventh thing, and it's like the conductor. So you've got three systems in your body that regulate pH in your body. It's the lungs, it's your circulatory system, your blood, and your kidneys. So your blood runs at 7.365 pH. So they always say seven is the middle of below seven is acidic, as you say, to zero. Above seven up to 14 is alkaline. But it's actually 7.365. If your um, pH, if your blood pH goes up or down by more than 0.5%, then you die. So your blood has to say within 0.5% of 7.365 pH. And that's critical. And then, as mentioned, your blood, your lungs, and your uh, two kidneys regulated, or some people only have one kidney. Now, um, if you, so the, the, now this is coming now to minerals. So the alkaline minerals are sodium, potassium, calcium, and magnesium. So let's take someone, I'll just go through three diseases. Let's take someone with osteoporosis. So now someone is eating meat, dairy, and egg, 
and pesticide on it. All meat, dairy, and egg, before they enter the body, are slightly alkaline, so slightly over 7.365 pH. But they are acidic forming in the body. And that is what's called a PRAL score, a PRAL score. So all meat, dairy, and egg are acidic forming in the body. So now this person that's got osteoporosis, because of particular gene reasons, and this is where I believe, and another pH nutritionist agree with me on this, is that your genes dictate what disease you get. So before a particular person that's got osteoporosis, for particular gene reasons, their body, because it's now medium egg is acidic forming, it has to get alkaline minerals on the other side to neutralize that and to keep the pH to 7.365 in your blood. So the osteoporosis person pulls calcium out of the bones because calcium is one of the four main alkaline minerals. And that's why the bones that it's brittle, um, and it's all for myeloma cancer, people with myeloma cancer. So, um, so it's very much just a pH thing. Now, let's take someone with uh, myeloma with uh, multiple sclerosis. Now, this is my theory um, that makes total sense to me. So when I knew all of this, I, it was very easy for me. So uh, for, for listeners that don't know, um, Around our nerves, you've got an insulating sheath. It's it's a bit uh, called a myelin sheath, and it's a, a bit like a wi- electrical wire that's got a, a plastic or rubber around it that insulates it. That myelin sheath insulates the nerves. What happens with someone with multiple sclerosis is that the myelin sheath around the nerves disappears or wears down, and then the nerves, what they call cross-chatter, they start touching. So I knew all I needed to do is to find out what this myelin sheath made of, and it was over 90% alkaline minerals. So I knew that that uh, person with multiple sclerosis, all that's happened, because the blood has to say it's close to 7.365 pH, when it eats the meat, dairy, and eggs, that's alkaline forming, sorry, acidic forming, the, that person, the multiple person, it goes to the mine and sheath. It gets that alkaline minerals to, to neutralize it to, for the blood to stay close to 7.365 pH. And that's the, the, it's a theory that I know will be proven in, in time to come. And let's take the third disease. Um, Cystic fibrosis. So cystic fibrosis is all about the lungs. And it just so happens that the lungs, the circulatory system, and the kidneys are the three systems that regulate pH. So if your lungs is one of the systems and you then sort out your diet, you don't have a acidic form diet, it's going to sort out your cystic fibrosis. That one... Uh, to me, is a complete, a completely uh, no-brainer.
Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. So the PRAL is the potential renal acid load for your kidneys. And th that there we go again, we're talking about that acid load in the cells. And if if these are not in balance, your cells don't feed themselves right. There's a lot of uh, ways to detoxify the body. There's another scale talks about the auric scale with uh, the antioxidants and how it helps remove the oxidants in your blood. You talk about that scale in your book also. Could you cover that a little bit for us? Yeah, well, so if you're on a Segan, which is vegan plus fish and 70% uh, organic diet, um, your orc count, so you, the antioxidants, because a, a, a vegan and fish, a vegan diet um, is very, very high in antioxidants. And my antioxidant score, when it was tested, was 36,000. Some um, which is incredibly high. So you don't even have to, you, you get so many antioxidants. So it's so good for you if you're on a, a vegan diet. Um, so that just resolves itself. You don't even have to get tested. Now, what the the thing that's very important is when I went on a vegan diet ten years ago first. I do a lot of tests. In my book, you can see I've got a chapter, I think it's 17 on a lot of tests. And um, I did a test, uh, I did a different test to test the minerals and vitamins after I went vegan compared to, uh, you know, medium egg diet. And I discovered that my mineral and vitamin levels fell below recommended standards. I tested sal uh, saliva, blood, and urine test. And the way I got it up, is through going segan, so adding fish to my diet, because fish is very high in, mineral, in minerals and also the omega, good omega, omega fats. Um, so fish is not is also slightly alkaline before it enters the body, but it's acidic forming. So you might say that's bad, but they say as long as your body is about eighty percent alkaline forming, it's okay. Um, so 80% is okay. So the fish adding it is not a problem. And the fish, uh, within nine months, I got my mineral and vitamin levels up to where it should be. So a vegan diet in the long run is the right diet that I'm promoting for the next 20 years that we should go with a vegan diet, vegan and fish, because of what I've just discussed. But secondly, also, you know, I come from Pretoria, South Africa, a big meat, dairy, and egg consuming country, just like the UK, just like UK and, and, and USA. But I would say even more so because Africans even take what they call biltong, dried meat, to rugby games, to, to sport games. We, we just, you know, um, it's everything is meat, dairy, and eggs. And so I understand all of that. And to go vegan for a person on medium and egg coming from that culture is too big a step 
in any case. Where a vegan diet gives that in-between diet between meat, dairy, and eggs and vegan. So vegan, you just so you you have the fish and also the the the, the uh, fruit and vegetables. So it's a good twenty-year in-between diet, in my view, the vegan diet. You know, because person can still have their tuna steak. Uh, they can have a thick tuna steak, like it looks like. Uh, um like a steak and 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 that kind of thing so um it is really very important i think to and and this is you know so most people are meat dairy eggs or pesticide which is correct and then they go to the other side which is vegan and we actually need to go to an in between diet so that's what i'm promoting and it's difficult because the meat dairy egg fraternity don't like what i'm saying the vegan uh, side don't like what i'm saying but you know you don't see see a strong vegan like uh, my brother once said to me in the indian cricket team i know cricket is not a big thing in the us but uh, in indian cricket team because in india you've got the hindus which are vegetarians and you got uh, and the muslims which are meat eating you don't the the hindus they um, they are um, they their players the fast bowlers apparently are not the the Hindus or uh, I'm told I, I I've never really uh, checked that but you don't get strong vegans and that's the reason because they just don't get the minerals and the topic of my study of, of our talk is why minerals naturally are everything in health I believe that uh, minerals. Are the most uh, important thing, and I would like to go through the six items, uh, maybe after comments that nutritionists say are the six most important items. Yeah, that that's fascinating. You know, switching a diet is very hard. Uh, I love me. You know, most men do. They love me, so. I, I was raised on a meat potato diet, but I found myself after I peaked that 40 year mark, that really started affecting my performance, how I felt, everything about my life. It's in our diet. So with reluctance, a lot of it, we started changing how we consume our foods and we started looking into these natural ways of fixing our body because I'm afraid to death of Western medicine right now. It just scares the heck out of me. And that that's a bad feeling to have when we can't trust a system that is supposed to help us. So our best bet is understand how to feed our body the right way that meat it was really hard but we are now down to just chicken meat you know i I eat a piece of chicken a day because of the proteins in it you talk about that in your book about the proteins carbohydrates the ass lipic acids all of that uh how how 
how do we ensure that fish is enough protein and if if fish isn't enough protein how can we get the protein that we need without eating the meat okay so i'd like to answer that that comes in the answer of the six six uh, okay items that nutritionists talk about but you, you just mentioned chicken. So I'm going to, uh, if you don't mind, I'm just going to discuss something else that's come up that's in my book. So there was a guy and it told a lot of things to me which make sense, I take on. And then, and then obviously these, a, lot, a lot of the um, medicine fraternity would poo it because they say, where's the proof? Um, and, and this is one of it, but it just makes a lot of sense. So. Our body, as you know, runs at 37.4 degrees Celsius. Um, beef, lamb, I understand, uh, you know, cows, etc., their, their temperature is about 38, 39 degrees Celsius. And a chicken is about 42. So what this guy said, and it made total sense, our body fats, so the, if, you, if we take foods in and our body runs at 37.4 degrees Celsius, so sorry for finite, I, I do work in Celsius here, yeah, but it doesn't matter because it, um, I'm, I'm comparing it with in Celsius. Um, our body is used to run at 37.4. And it, it then melts the fats uh, within that temperature. Now, if you eat a cow that's say 39 degrees, that runs 39 degrees Celsius, that cow is used to the animal fats of that cow is used to melting at 39 degrees Celsius. You're now putting that meat into your body, but because your body runs at 30 7.4 degrees Celsius, it cannot melt. And it's a bit like if you if you put animal fat in the fridge, it goes completely hard. So it's a bit like that. And, and that's why we've got stents in, in arteries that block up arteries and why you have triple bypasses. It's just the animal fats that clog up in arteries. It's very simple. If you're on a meat, dairy, and egg diet, that's animal fats, those fats are sticky matter, and they they um, clog up the arteries. And again, uh, the medical fraternity will poo-poo it, but you just poo-poo it. But you just got to use a little bit of sense and know that that is what's happening in your body. Why why will you have uh, stents that clog you know it clogs up your arteries? It's the animal fats. Now a chicken, as soon as you use a chicken, the chicken is the worst because the chicken temperature runs at forty two degrees Celsius. So the chicken fat, okay, you can say you have lean meat, but you, you know th that fat of a chicken is even more so of an issue in your body. So there's so many different things, but the the, the upside of it is that um, you know I invite anyone for a nine month period, as I did, to um, I've got. Uh, I'll, I'll share my website 
on that, I've got recipes. My nutritionist, my Irish nutritionist came up with recipes um, that one can follow. And then I've got in blue a very cheap diet that you can uh, follow, that I follow. And, um, and you know, I can maybe quickly, briefly run through it. Uh, 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 well, I'll do it now. So um, I go into, and I don't know how all the U.S. is, but I go into one store, which is little, which is the cheapest store here. It's like a, a bargain basement store. And they now have a lot of organic products. So I have I take all uh, organic fruit or veg that I can get. They don't sell all. So I go to another store that's got an organic section. So apple, um, yeah, uh, banana, uh, organic, um, carrots, broccoli, anything that I can get um, that's sort of organic. Um, the, you know, your super food is your grapefruit. I don't buy that organic because they don't, don't normally have it and it's very expensive. Avocado, bananas, they do. Those three are your super ones, your avos, your grapefruit, and your bananas. Um, and then uh, I obviously have rice. So I go for gluten-free, either rice or, or you know all the ancient grains uh, or, or potatoes. Um, and if you can get potatoes organic, uh, that, that's much better. And then uh, I get juices. Uh, they're not organic. Apple juice, uh, mixed juices, any juice that's not from a concentrate. Um, and then. Um, I go to the fish section, tinned fish. So I get mackerel, I get tuna, uh, sardines, any sort of tinned fish, and they're dirt cheap, uh, comp even compared to meat. Um, and then I get organic beans. That's also very expensive. Um, and then in the freezer section, I get salmon, but not farmed, you know, uh, wild salmon. And um, frozen and uh, prawns. I tested my cholesterol level with prawns. They didn't go up, you know, prawns, interesting enough, after I changed my diet. So, and then for treats, I buy a bread that's gluten free and dairy free. It costs a bit more. And I have organic, but not uh, tomato on it. And um, you know, slices of avocado and a lot of sea salt or Himalayan salt. I'll discuss sea salt uh, shortly. Um, and then I get uh, potato crisps as a treat, but with sea salt on it that says vegan friendly. So it's, it's cooked in uh, sunflower oil. And, you know, uh, popcorn that's got sea salt on it. Uh, you now get um, ice cream. That's completely dairy free. Costs a little bit more, so you can have a lot of treats. You, you can you can now. The world has changed in the last ten years. Ten years ago, it was very different. You can now have a very very nice diet, and and you can start seeing treats like I see, you know, gluten free dairy free bread with, as I mentioned, tomato and avo on it, with a lot of sea salt as a treat. You know, most people are more interested. Uh, what fuel they put in their car than what they put in the body. Your 
what you put in your body is you. And if you don't treat it well, you know, and a lot of people say to me, oh, you know, I'm just happy with my diet. And it's fair enough. It's free will. That's the greatest gift the creator gave us is free will. It's up to you. But what we must just remember, kids don't need to be in hospitals other than accidents. I know 100% because uh, I've written a book with 21 chapters. I've followed the diet in on myself. Kids don't need to be in hospitals. All those diseases where kids are in pain is because humanity is eating the wrong diet, is, is consuming the wrong foods. So um, I'm, I'm now ready to go into the six um, different things nutritionists talk about. Um, that, that sounds great, Carl. Okay. So... Um, as I mentioned, I see pH and pH uh, nutritionists see pH as the conductor. Um, and, and just to follow on that, your, your pH need, need to be nearly perfect, very, very close band to 7.365 pH if you want to absorb iodine, for instance. So people with thyroid issues, and this is not iron man-made iodine. I mean, natural iodine coming from food. You know, supplementation is really bad stuff because half is made by the drug companies. That is not nature. And the other half, even if it's made from foods, nature doesn't elementize. You know, we need to get our, all the different mineral vitamins dance together. We need to get the minerals in natural format. You know, so that's why... A lot of vegans start using a lot of supplementations. No, no, no. Any supplementation is bad. You need to get it from the food. And that's why the Segan diet is the only one that can resolve the mineral vitamins. Okay. So what's the six um, items in addition to the pH conductor that nutritionists talk about? Minerals, vitamins, water, carbs, fat, proteins. And the protein is the one you ask for. Let's discuss that last. So minerals and vitamins, they dance together. So the way you resolve that is by eating seafood. So once you cut that, you have to cut that meat and eggs and pesticides. So the way you sort out mineral vitamins, they dance together, seafood. Then water. Um, there's a water structural, uh, structured uh, water device that can sort out water, but normal drinking water are, are not so bad, in certainly in the UK and US. So I won't discuss water specifically, but I've got a very strong chapter on water. And bottled water is the plastic it generates through, through having to recycle it is so huge that currently I would say to people, just drink your normal tap water. Carbs, carbohydrates. So that is your potato or the um, carbs in your in your uh, bread. So you have to go to specialist shops or organic that cut out um, um, the the dairy and and gluten. In, in in my view, but you can get that through potato, through rice. I don't buy organic rice, but you. Uh, uh, Rice and there's obviously ancient grains, millet, buckwheat, um, and you just 
go in a browser, put in ancient grain. So all those, quinoa, quinoa is, is another one. But rice and potatoes is, is, is what I mainly have. So that sorts that one out. Then the fats. Animal fats are the ones that clock up the arteries. In time, it's going to be proven. So when you go to uh, fruit and veg, they have the good fats in there. And then the um, fish has got the omegas in there, six, uh, three, six, and nine omegas. So what about nuts, Carl? Okay, so interesting. There's nothing bad I can find out about nuts, but and I do have a little bit of nuts uh, every now and then. But it's interesting that my three kids have got nut allergies. So I believe because different genes of different people dictate different diseases, all these things that create issues in people's bodies are things we should cut out as humanity, even if though you don't suffer from it. So generally, I'd say to people, cut out nuts. So I don't go for almond. Oh, yeah, that's another thing. Uh, I didn't mention it. For, for breakfast, I either have one morning I have avo, uh, avo with some uh, Mrs. Bragg, acidic, um, uh, you know, uh, vinegar. I cut a... Um, Grapefruit in half and then slice it, and a banana. The other morning, I have a gluten dairy free cereal. You now get buckwheat cereals, all kind of cereals that's gluten free, millet, and all kind of things. And with that, I have a banana that I cut up, uh, or rice milk, or quinoa milk. You get a gluten free oats milk now as well, or coconut milk. But I don't go for the almond milk on the nuts ones um, for that reason. So I would just generally say cut out uh, nuts because we need to, for people that suffer on nuts, they are, uh, if you go on a browser, there's thousands of people uh, die of um, nut allergies every year. We should really be cutting out nuts uh, generally. So coming then to the last one, protein that you mentioned, it's one of the biggest myths that's put out by the meat and egg industry, the protein. Your fruit and veg have all got protein, and then seafood's got a lot of protein in it. The way I, you test your protein is through an amino acid test. So I tested it. I, I, um, it's a, I forget whether it's a blood or a urine test. I sent it away. And it's on my chapter 17. And I had all the amino acids, which is the, the, the proteins there. So it's one of the biggest myths that's put out there by the, uh, by the meat dairy egg industry. Um, so I've got my last two items on my show notes is sea salt and the, and I want to end up with the yielding crisis. But anything else before getting to those last two points? No, you covered that quite well. I, I'm impressed that you went and did all of this research. It, it can help a lot of people. So I'm, I'm ready to listen on and get to some of the good things here. Yeah, well, the, um, you know, I've discussed the most important things. Uh, I'll take you people at the end. I'll give my website 
and you can give a very quick summary I'll give on there of how pH works. And, and then if you're going to delve into more details, it's all in my book, The, the House Print Code. Um, that's on Amazon and on my website. Um, and, yeah, so the last two items is sea, sea salt and healing crisis. Okay, sea salt. So table salt is a slow poison, really a slow poison, very slow drip feed poison. Um, you have to move to sea salt or Himalayan salt. I go for sea salt. I don't go for Himalayan salt. Himalayan salt is even better. And the reason is it's, um, you know, where the, the Earth's tectonic plates met, it pushed the mountains uh, down and, no, sorry, pushed the mountains up. And, and that's why you've got the Himalayans, the sea salt, those pinky salt, and it's pure from billions of years ago. It's the purest salt you can get, but we mustn't dig up the mountains. So I go for sea salt. And so what is the difference? So um, what they do for, for industrial purposes, um, the, they boil sea salt at incredibly high temperatures, like 300 degrees Celsius. So that in its own is already bad. You, you, you know, it destroys the salt. But the reason why they do it is they remove all the minerals except NaCl, sodium chloride, NaCl. And the reason why they do it for industrial purposes, interesting enough, is because once they remove all the other minerals, sodium chloride don't react uh, if they make UPVC windows, for instance. It doesn't react with that. So it's a it's a table salt is a salt that uh, don't react with things. Now the the food industry get the leftover of that ten percent. Leftover goes to the food industry called table salt. So it's it's already something that's cooked at six and three hundred degrees Celsius, which is terrible, but it's dead, and all the 50, 60 different minerals have been removed, and it sits with this sodium chloride there that don't react, and the food industry love that because all the minerals that react with food have been removed, so they can use it as a preservative. So that's why if it just got salt on it, whenever I pick a thing up and just says salt, mostly I put it down. Um, fortunately, more and more people, uh, companies are clocking up. But if it sees sea salt on it, I see people know what they're talking about. Um, so we need to go to sea salt. You know, salt gets a bad rap with blood pressure and anything like that. Believe me, I, I have a grinder. I put sea salt on my food like crazy because it's got. 50 or 60 trace minerals in it. It's one of the most important things you need to put on your food. The more sea salt you can put on your food, the better, because it's packed with minerals again. So seafood gives you minerals. Sea salt gives you lots of minerals. And you can have it in copious amounts. 
no matter what the mineral, uh, what uh, the medical industry says, because you know um, the reason why sea salt, why salt get a bad rap, is table salt, not sea salt. The word salary, you know, what we paid, sea salt used to be a trading commodity. It's it's used to be nearly like gold in a sense, you know, salt. So, um, you know, it's a really uh, important thing So um, to, to, to have. And then the last item is the healing crisis. So, uh, and I devote a chapter to this in my book. So what happens now? So you're a listener. Tomorrow you say, okay, I'm go to Carl's website. I'm going to follow those recipes or go to the cheaper one in blue and change my diet. And I'm going to do this for nine months. Um, then you start having uh, fruit, veg, seafood. You're washing your body. I like once measured it. It was like I get to, uh, just your food. You get about two liters just through because you know a lot of fruit and veggies is, is water but it's got a lot of the minerals and other good stuff in it so now you're washing your body you you, you will start going to the toilet far more regularly the poo because you're washing your body but all the pesticides that that's trapped in your body so you you've been on a meat dairy egg and pesticide body those pesticides are trapped in your cells. Now they start to get released into your bloodstream because the meat, the 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 vegan diet is washing your body. It's like a washing. It's like a it's like a cup that um, was overflowing with all the bad stuff, and now you're getting good stuff in it, and it's it's now washing up, you know, all the terrible stuff. But that terrible stuff is going into your bloodstream. So what happens? You get sick. And that's what's called the healing crisis. And that's, you know, everything goes against changing your diet because now you get sick. And what does a person do? They run to their GP. And GPs don't, normal GPs, there are some, but normal GPs don't understand nutrition. You know, a normal GP only studies nutrition on a seven-year course for one day. They don't understand nutrition. So they just give you more medicine or whatever. So when you're starting to feel bad, you need to know it's only going to be temporary. It is a sign that you're getting well. It's a sign that you're pushing out all this rubbish out of your body. Yeah, I find it unique. You mentioned the doctors. They don't talk about nutrition with you. Uh, I've never had a doctor talk about nutrition with me. It's it's incredible because I find it odd that they lack in that knowledge because it, it is what makes us feel healthy is what we intake so to to really listen to somebody that knows about nutrition you got to go to like a nutritionist and uh somebody that knows 
the nutrition value of foods and how to incorporate those into menus. Uh, the dietitian that I used to work for when I worked in a hospital uh, cooking, it, it's fascinating what they actually talk about when you sit down and talk about nutrition. And when you go to cook your foods, uh, even the way you prepare it can change and alter the vitamin and mineral level content in that food. I found it fascinating. And if you don't really dive in and study what you're putting into yourself, you're going to end up sick. Uh, I can guarantee if you're eating McDonald's and uh, Burger King and all of that every day of your life and exercise, you have another chapter talks about exercise. That's very important when we're talking about nutrition because without proper exercise, the nutrition really doesn't get incorporated into your body in the right amount either. Uh, what, what, what do you say about that uh, in your book about exercise and nutrition together? Yeah, so if you're, you know, most people say in the US, 99% of people are media X diet, which is the wrong diet as we discussed. So now they're going to exercise. So their arteries are full of uh, animal fats. And you know, a lot of people have got stents. So when they're going to exercise, that is really dangerous stuff. Because um, you know, you're putting more pressure on your on your heart. And uh, just for interest sake, what I discussed there in my chapter on exercises, I never knew it, is that um, your muscles in your body helps the heart. It contracts automatically and pushes the blood up the veins to your heart. So you, it's not only your heart that pushes the blood. It's the main thing, the heart, but your body, your muscles automatically also pushes up the, uh, the blood up your veins to your heart. Um, so it's good to exercise, but can be hugely risky if someone on a medium egg dies. Um, so, you know, the longevity nations were all fit people, you know. So I go for long walks. It's obviously good to, uh, to, to swim. I play golf and stuff like that. But um, it's, and, and it's very important, but all I would say to, to someone is that um, I think it's more important. The first thing I would do, I wouldn't go and exercise more other than walks. And uh, I wouldn't go into a gym with a lot of bowels and stuff like that for the first nine months after changing the diet. First for nine months, wash your body clean. Start getting, you know, you're not going to get rid of all the um, fats in your, in your arteries, but you will start cleaning it. And then after nine months, start going to a gym because it can be a gym for, for someone on a meat, dairy, and egg diet is, I think, quite a dangerous thing. Um, just go for long walks play golf or, or any sport that, that is 
that you're not pushing your heart rate up to exceptional distance, to exceptional levels. And then once you're on a on a on a vegan diet uh, for for nine months or more, then you can go into the gym and stuff like that. That's that's my view on that one. Yeah. Uh, it's always fascinating to talk to you, Carl. Uh, where can people find you? What's your website? And tell them how to get a hold of you, basically. Yeah, so my web- website is lightsurfers.me, and that is spelled L-I-G-H-T-S-U-R-F-E-R-S dot M-E. Light as light of the greater surface, like surfing the wave. Dot Amy, lightsurface.me. And then when people go on that, at the bottom, I've got three web pages, one on dyslexia, one on health, and one on world peace. And the one to click on is let's live longer now. And all the information is there. All right. And how can they get your fascinating book? Yeah. So when when you go on um, lightsurface.me, um, Right at the top, you can, uh, it says the house print code. You can buy it there, or you can go right to the bottom, click on Less of Longer Now. It's again there. Or people can just go to Amazon and put in the health spring code, all one word health as in health, spring as in jump code, the health spring code. And it's very affordable. Also, Carl has other books that are free. I highly recommend all of Carl's books because he goes in. He's not afraid to ask the questions. That's what's great about having Carl on. Carl, you're fascinating and you're always welcome here. I want to say thank you for being part of the Dead America family. Thank you, Ed. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for being here, Carl. Thank you for joining us today. If you found this podcast enlightening, entertaining, educational in any way, please share, like, subscribe, and join us right back here next week for another great episode of Dead America Podcast. I'm Ed Waters, your host. Enjoy your afternoon, wherever you may be.